listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur. So glad you've joined me this week. I'm your host, Alex, here, and today we're going to be chatting about Pinterest very quickly. I want this to be a nice, brief, short episode. If you know me, you know that I do like Pinterest. It's kind of one of my marketing platforms that I love. And that's okay if it's not for you. It's not for everyone. Some people really love email. Some people really love Instagram. I'm all about doing what suits you. So if you took my marketing quiz that I mentioned a few episodes back and it said, TikTok is where you need to be, then go for it. Like we've all got different personalities and Pinterest might not be for you if you're a bit of a social butterfly. But if you're kind of an introverted person and the idea of a lot of social media makes you really nervous, then you might've gotten Pinterest on the quiz or Pinterest might be something you might wanna do. And in that case, I'm gonna give some tips to help you out with Pinterest. Now, what inspired this episode was I saw a comment on a post in a Facebook group, which I had done many, many times before. And it was the usual. It was a seller saying, you know, well, I don't like Pinterest anymore. Pinterest is terrible. It's not what it used to be. It's awful. Everybody stop using it kind of thing, which I've seen many times before. So, and I don't begrudge that, that sentiment because Pinterest has changed. It's harder. It's different now. If you've been around a while, you might feel like you don't get quite as much traffic and those feelings are valid. So I, I will acknowledge that. But in this case, the situation was they were kind of saying, Pinterest is terrible, but I just didn't feel like that was a valid comment, specifically because I happened to do, I've just felt this urge. I was like, I'm just curious to know. I didn't say anything to them. I just, I went to Pinterest and I just typed in their TPT store name because I just happened to know their real name and what their store name was. I just thought, I'm just really curious to see how their Pinterest is going because People often say they hate Pinterest. I'm like, but are they really doing the right things? I don't know. I just had this kind of gut feeling. And I was right. I wasn't even on their profile for like 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And I could already see a massive amount of red flags of things that were really concerning. And I didn't say anything on the Facebook group post, but I did have a bit of an urge. I was thinking of replying and saying, yes, Pinterest probably isn't working for you, but there's a few things you're doing wrong. And if you would doing the right things, I think your Pinterest would turn around a little bit. I didn't say that, you know, I really didn't want to get into some kind of heated discussion on a Facebook group, but it just, it was an interesting takeaway for me. And I shared it with my terrific pinning members because I said to them, you know, to my course members, I said, you know, you really want to take what you read on Facebook groups with a grain of salt because people will often vent their frustrations, but you don't really know the full story. And in this case, the full story was, you know, they were still pinning like it's 2019. They weren't doing best practices. Their Pinterest account was obviously suffering because of that, but they were going around telling everyone to quit Pinterest, which I don't think is really fair. So I got very passionate about it. But anyway, I wanted to share some of those red flags with you. Some of those mistakes that you might be making on your Pinterest account quite innocently that could be rectified. So let's have a little look. So these are the things that are like very surface level things, things that I can see just when I look at someone's profile. I can't really see people's pinning habits behind the scenes. So there could be issues going on there too. But I just want to talk about like what I can see on people's profiles that, you know, does sometimes need to be worked on. 
So first up in the case of this person and many sellers, the first mistake that you could be making is not diversifying your content. And what I mean is just making pictures static pins, like not trying out things like video pins, but mainly not even considering trying out things like idea pins. Now, Pinterest has come out and said that they've got these different types of content. This is what they want. You kind of have to play ball. And if you try to stick to the old way of doing things and you refuse to try the new types of content, and then you wonder why your account is struggling, well, that could be one of those things. So something to consider. Next up, a big mistake, number two, is having no search engine optimization, not doing SEO. I was horrified when I saw it on this person's account because I thought, you know, this has got this very successful business. I couldn't believe that, you know, they were hiring people to manage their Pinterest for them, that there was no SEO happening. That horrified me because Pinterest is literally all about SEO. It's obviously also a visual platform, but it's essentially a search engine. So if you don't have keywords, that's a that's a massive red flag. So making sure that you actually have a substantial amount of keywords and SEO happening in your Pinterest titles and descriptions. Big one, definitely a very important one. Number three, a big mistake is, is not having things like product photography. And this person in particular had very wordy pins, kind of illegible fonts, little to no product images or anything. And I think that Pinterest is all about beautiful, gorgeous photos, just like Instagram. People come on there to look at something that's visually appealing and then they click on it if they're interested. So something to think about in the way you're actually making your visuals of your pin. Next up, so we talked about diversifying content, you know, SEO, product photography, that kind of thing. The next mistake I want to talk about is where you send your pins. I think it's really good if you both have TPT and a blog or a website or whatever, that you do a little bit of both. Pinterest does like pins that go to your claimed domain. So if you're sending pins to your actual blog posts or your WooCommerce store or your website in general, that is favorable. Pinterest will prefer that. I've noticed a lot of my best performing pins are ones that go to my website. So that's an important thing. But you also want to balance that with TPT itself, because if you never send pins to TPT, your traffic section is going to say, zero, zilch, you're not making any money from Pinterest. So you do want to send direct traffic there too, because your website can be a bit of a middleman. You know, you might lose people along the way because they've got to go to a blog post and then they've got to find the product. I do get a lot of traffic from my blog where they came from Pinterest. And I know that very clearly based on the blog post and everything, because the pin for the blog post has done well or whatever. So I can see that the blog does work, but I get a lot of traffic just directly from my pin straight to TPT. And if you don't do that, then you know you aren't going to see much on your dashboard and then you're going to think Pinterest isn't working for you. So you just want to have a bit of a balance in where you send things. Maybe you're sending too many pins to TPT, then you want to be doing a bit more to your website or vice versa. So something to consider that I don't think people really think about. The next mistake is about not doing fresh pins. With this example that I talked about in this person, like I said, I can't tell what's going on behind the scenes, but you can sort of see from someone's profile if the same pin is showing up over and over and over. So that means that they're kind of not really creating fresh content. They're just making hundreds and hundreds of pins for the same blog post or the same blog post, the same product over and over and over, or they're making the same, literally the same pins getting shared over and over and over. And that's not really ideal for what Pinterest wants anymore. So something to keep in mind. So quick summary of those mistakes you want to be avoiding. Make sure that you are diversifying your content. Not doing stuff like idea pins is a shame, so definitely give it a try. Make sure that you have SEO, you're really focusing on search engine optimization. That would be a big red flag if you aren't doing that. Next up, make sure that you are doing stuff like product photography and making sure the visuals of your pin are really on point. 
Also consider where you send your pins, a little bit of a mixture. Don't try to do too much of one and not the other. And finally, also make sure that you're prioritizing fresh pins and fresh content. And the opposite of all of these things would be just making picture pins, not having keywords, you know, not using product photos, pinning the same pin over and over and over, sending it all to one place, that kind of thing, not doing fresh pins and stuff. And that would be very much what we did a couple of years ago, but that doesn't work anymore. So I guess you've got to ask yourself, am I doing the things that Pinterest wanted three years ago? If so, then you can't be disappointed or shocked that Pinterest isn't working for you. So try and keep up the best you can with Pinterest's best practices for 2022. I do have a course called Terrific Pinning specifically for Pinterest. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check it out. It used to be open all the time. Now it kind of opens and closes and it has a wait list and everything. But I will put a link so that you can have a look and see if it interests you. But the reason I suggest that is because Pinterest really is very difficult and tricky sometimes mostly because of all its changes and trying to keep up with it's really difficult. So it's actually nice to have someone else do the work and tell you what's current and what's best practices and how to do things. And that's what I think is really great about the course and the Facebook group I have with it is kind of take that burden off of you. But I'm going to wrap up this episode. I wanted to keep it nice and short and sweet. I hope you found it helpful to learn a little bit more about Pinterest and what not to do. And that little important message as well about not just trusting what you read in a comment on Facebook you know, you've got to try things for yourself before you disregard a whole platform and, you know, do things like take that marketing quiz. I'll put another link in the show notes to that if you haven't seen it already, but you should be choosing a marketing platform that truly suits you. I hope that you have a terrific day. Good luck with all your pinning. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.